be calm so you don't delay. And what I said at the beginning that I didn't know about the dedication till after the Lord dropped this word in my spirit, that means it has something important that God wants to speak to parents in the house today. How many of us are parents? Raise your hands. Let me see the hands of parents. Amen. Lots of parents. I'm a parent. I have two beautiful daughters the Lord has blessed us with, and, and I thank four beautiful grandkids. So we are blessed. We've been together over 38 years. That's awesome. I know that you might, guys might think I look 20. I'm just joking. I'm not ashamed of my age. I'm 54 years old. I'm not going to tell you my wife's age. That's against the divine law. But um, I'm 54 years old, and I'm proud to be called not just a husband, but a dad. So I want to share something the Lord dropped in my spirit today, and we're going to be dealing with this title, Become So You Don't Delay. We must become so we won't delay. Let's put it in that term so we can understand. We must become. I want to use two verses in the Bible that are very important because I want to reveal how we can become. That way we won't or don't delay. There's a lot of things in our lives that are being delayed. Say something, church. There's things in our lives that have been delayed. And there's some that are still delayed even today. Sometimes we say, well, Lord, I'm putting it all in your hands. Uh, you run this and God is saying wait 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 why you always give me the responsibility when I've equipped you and made you able to respond to what I say that's what responsibility really is you're able to respond I want to go to the Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and 2 or maybe just uh, 1 and 2 that way we can see the context I think we all know this scripture and then we're going to go to Hebrew Chapter 11, verse 3, just one verse. Hebrew 11, 3, right after this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2, very key verse. The earth was without form, and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Let me get verse 3. Verse 3 as well. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Now take me to verse 2 again, please. I want you to see a key word in the Hebrew which not normally expressed in Spanish or in English or in any other language, but in the Hebrew. It says, the earth was without form. The word was originally is the word hayai in the Hebrew, which means to become. And the earth became without form. In other words, God never created nothing without form or void. Isaiah 45, 18 says that God created all things, the world to be inhabited, not void or without form. He created the world to be inhabited, but the world became without form and void. Hebrew chapter 11, verse 3. We read in Genesis 1, 3 that God then said that there'd be light and there was light, right? God spoke something that was going to change 
what became. It became something that God never wanted it to become, but God spoke, and in Hebrew 11.3, he's going to explain what he spoke and how it became back to what he originally wanted to be. By faith, we understand that the worlds, that word worlds is important because it's the Greek word aeon. It's not the word cosmos, which is, means ages. Every age. He created the ages, or the ages were formed, I mean, I'm sorry, were framed, framed, very key word, by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. In other words, God spoke the invisible and created the visible by his word. And there's key words I want to use here quickly, and one of them is the word word. Word is not rema, it's logos. And logos is a key word because it reveals the word of God. But no logos, or no, I'm sorry, let me put it this way. No rema can be unfruitful or become unfruitful by traditions. But logos can. So logos must be kept and protected so it might become a rema. Once it becomes a rema, there's no scripture in the Bible that says that rema can become unfruitful. Or could be neutralized by our traditions. But in Matthew 15, it says that because of our traditions, we've made the logos unfruitful. Are you guys with me? So it's important to keep the word, but I want you to understand something key here. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. The word framed is key. It means to mend, M-E-N-D, to mend, to order, to reorganize. This is Greek. So now what God did was what became without form and void. God says, let me use the word to make it become what it originally was intended to be. Are you guys with me? And that word is important because the first, under the law first mentioned, the word framed and the law first mentioned means the first time it's revealed in the Bible or appears in the Bible is in Mark chapter, Matthew chapter 4. And it says that the disciples, once they were chosen by Christ, they were mending their nets. Why? Because if the nets are not mended, what happens? The fish escape. Are you guys with me? I want you to see something because this is very important what I'm going to be sharing. And this has so much to do with the baby's dedication today that I was like, I was really astonished. When the Lord gave me the message and then baby dedication came up later, I said, man, it's like God knows everything. He prepares us so we won't have to suffer in the future. He wants us to become so we won't delay. If we don't become, we're delaying. Well, we're, listen, our delay could cause many people to suffer. We suffer, unfortunately, because we haven't become. And many are suffering. It's like when the Lord tells you, hey, I want you to drop this offering because there's a need. And you say, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it next week. Wait, wait, wait. There's no reason why the person should suffer another week just because you don't want to become. I need you to be obedient. If I said give it, lay it, lay it down. Sacrifice it because I want to stop suffering in the world. 
It's like Moses. Many of us know the, the story of Moses. And we believe that Moses was so awesome that Moses just believed God and he did exactly what God said. No, he didn't. The people of God suffer an extra 30 years because Moses decided to try to prove that he was the deliverer. And he killed an Egyptian. And his own people said, hey, you want it, you're going to hurt us like you hurt the Egyptian? Moses fled. That happened 390 years when God promised in Genesis 15 to Abraham under the covenant that my people will be in captivity for 400 years. So 380, 90 years, Moses, God spoke to Moses' heart and said, I'm going to use you to deliver my people. Moses, all he had to do was wait because he was next in line to become the Pharaoh. He decided to prove to Israel that I'm the man. You're not the man. You're just a tool. You're not the man. Get it, let's get it right. We're not the people. It's him. Glory is him. Lord, what is it? You're just a tool. Are you willing? I'm willing, Lord. Okay, the glory is mine. I share it with you, but hey, it's mine. I'm the king. Without me, you can't do nothing. That's what Jesus said in John 15. So now we have Moses trying to prove a point to Israel, ended up because of fear running to the wilderness for another 30 years, 40 years in reality from the beginning. He came back at 430 years to deliver God's people. So that was an extra 30 years that Israel suffered in Egypt because a man didn't want to become. If we become, we stop the delay. There's no reason why I should suffer just because. Somebody decide to tell God, not now, I'm not ready. John chapter 1 verse 14 says this. Key verse. And the word became flesh. Are you guys here? The word became. What are you saying? The logos became the rema. Because if you don't become the rema, you're not a sword. And if you're not a sword, you cannot defeat that one that's already defeated. In other words, you can't enforce the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus because you haven't became a sword. The Bible does not say that you're going to fight the devil with your hands. The Bible says that although he's a defeated foe, you use the rema against him. The revealed word. And the word became flesh and dwelled among us. Is it important that the word becomes? Yes, it's important for us to become. Because if not, we continually are delaying. And there's many people that are waiting on you. We don't realize this. There's people that are waiting on us. There's a people that's waiting on your king to rise up. Ain't that the, call, the cry of Israel to God? Give us a king like every nation. Why? Every man is desiring a king. Maybe you're the king that somebody's expecting to rise up. Don't let them suffer because you decided not to become. This is important. And I want you to follow me here because I was trying to break something down that's very key in our lives. Why is it so important to become? I want a couple of verses on the screen if you guys don't mind. John chapter 1, please. I'm going to quote, but I, I, I want one specific verse. Verse John 1, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 4 and verse 5. Two key verses. I want you to see this. Very important. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. We can say, in the life became the light of men. The life became the light. If it becomes, it enlightens me. 
If it doesn't become, I'm not going to be enlightened. And if I'm not enlightened, delay. Are you seeing it? And verse 5 is key because it's going to reveal why is it so important. It says, and the light shined in darkness, and darkness did not, say it with me, comprehend it. Did you understand what I'm saying? This is key because this word comprehend, what it originally means is apprehend or imprison. In other words, when life becomes light, darkness cannot apprehend you. Are you hearing me? When you become, you stop delay. Why you stop delay? Because you have no one there to apprehend or stop you from moving forward. Sometimes we feel that what's happening in life is just happening because. Listen, it's happening because there's a delay. Not everything that takes place in life has to do with God. We have power to change time. You're probably saying, this guy's just talking up there. No, this guy's going to prove it with a scripture. Have you read Mark chapter 11, verse 21? It says, Jesus went to the fig tree out of season and commanded it to produce. Why out of season? Because it must be in season and out of season. You must be prepared at all time to produce. It's not just when I come Sunday to church. Hey, listen, it's not about Sunday. It's about a lifestyle. Every day I must hear the king. What is it, Lord? When I open my eyes, the first thing I do is I say, speak. Your servant hears, Lord. What is it? Tell me. What's the next step today when I get off the bed? I'm not saying, oh, devil, watch out that I'm here. Hey, I, the devil's defeated. I don't have time for the devil. I have time for what? To make him big. We talk too much about the devil, brother. Get him out of your mouth. We need to remove him from you. are believing more in the devil because you speak too much. Paul says, I speak what I believe. Stop speaking about him. Maybe you're going to prove that you don't believe in him. It's not that he doesn't exist. It's that he's defeated. Let's raise up the king, man. Let's raise up the standard. Do you understand? I try to make my king as big as he can be. The bigger he is... The least darkness could come near. He's just too big. This is so important. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, a minute. I want to emphasize on this verse. I want you to see this, this verse that's so key and so important. And I know many of us read it. We use it. Uh, and that's why I said that it was so awesome that the Lord spoke this to me. And I didn't know we had a beautiful baby dedication today which is awesome children obey your parents and the lord for this is right pastor ernie what's this has to do with the title become so you don't delay oh it has a lot to do with it i'll show you see there's a key word here in the greek that's so awesome children obey your parents 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 is the greek root word genomai genomai means to become oh you didn't hear me no you didn't hear me we expect our children to obey but we don't want to become you, you got to obey me. Wait, why you don't become? Maybe if you become like the king, maybe I'll submit to him. You're not showing me who's the king, so you want me to submit to who? Wow. Yes. To a drunk man? Wow. One that mistreats mom? Oh, you're not hearing me. 
You want me to submit to that, but the Bible says children obey the parent that becomes in the Lord. In other words, become that man in the Lord so I might submit. Maybe you need to take me to submit by becoming. Today we judge the new generation. Look how they're living. But have you become? Maybe we shouldn't judge them. Maybe we should look back and say, wait, let me see where I failed here and go back and try to make it right. Lord, help me become. It's never too late. Help me become. Maybe that way my son, my daughter will say, wow, I know what dad went through, but he became. He has become the man that stopped the delay in my life. I haven't obtained nothing in life because my dad simply didn't become. But now he became. So God is going to bring back what was stolen from me. Because my dad decided to become. He heard God and he became. Are you guys here? This is so important. Listen, sometimes, and I, and I want to quote this scripture because I think it's so, it's so important. Mark chapter 6, verse, watch this. Take me to verse 2 first. I want, I want you to see something very important. Verse 2, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Ephesians 6, 2, I'm sorry. And then we'll go to Mark uh, chapter 6, verse 4. Just two verses. Then I'm going to speak about a story of a man that we all honored all our lives. But we really don't know his lifestyle. We really don't know the depth of his life. We read scriptures and we quote them and we simply don't understand them sometimes. I'm not judging nobody for that. I'm sometimes speaking about myself. For many years, I've read scriptures that I say, man, I used to think he said this because I heard somebody re just comment on it. But that's not the original interpretation of the scripture. Do you understand? That's why it's so important to have teachers in the house. Give it up for teachers in the house. Listen, we got to give it up for teachers, man. We need men of God that rise up the standards and say listen i'm going to dedicate myself to seek the king because it's for your future it's the benefit of my grandkids that i continue to seek the king because i'm the dad so i must make sure that i impart into my grandkids the inheritance of wealth no the inheritance of knowledge that's going to set them free and guide them through life that's what we need to leave as an inheritance. Hey, statistically, it's proven that the inheritance doesn't reach the third generation. It's neutralized. Why? Because we never taught them how to multiply it. So why we don't give them the right inheritance? The knowledge of truth that's going to set them free. That's the true inheritance. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise. What's the promise? Next verse. Verse 3. That it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Oh, wow. So if I honor my parents, my mother and my father, my dad and my mom, I have a promise from God that everything might go well. And I will have long life. That's a promise. Don't tell me it's a quote from the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament to reveal that it's still a promise to you. Still a promise for me. I must honor my parents in order for me to have live well. And that I might have long life. Watch this. I want to show you something very, very important. Mark chapter 6 verse 4. It talks about the prophet and it says that the prophet 
is without honor, but in his own home. That's the verse. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in, in his own house. Sometimes, watch this. I want you to understand something. Sometimes we end up honoring the word of the prophet without honoring the word of mom and dad. It's the same honor word, by the way. It comes from the same Greek root. The word time, T-I-M-E in the Greek, means honor. And it's the same word here and the same word in Ephesians chapter 6. Honor your mother and your father, your mom and your dad. But sometimes we end up honoring the prophetic word that comes from the mouth of Pastor Ernie or any other pastor, but we're missing the key. Maybe we're not missing the key. Maybe it's that my parents haven't become. And I can't continually delay because my parents haven't become. I don't know how many of you understood that. I'm going to say it again. Sometimes we honor the word of a prophet more than honoring the words of our parents when mom has intuition. And she knows when she tells me, don't make a right, son. I don't feel it. And you say, oh, mom. I have a friend that got killed in a motorcycle. And I'm sorry to use this story, but I think he didn't want it. His mom told him, I don't want you to buy a motorcycle. Years ago. Don't buy a motorcycle. Son, I don't want you to have it. Your dad passed away. I, I'm alone with you. And the only son. He decided to go against his mom's intuition and bought a motorcycle. He put it away till the day came where he wanted on her birthday to surprise her. He never got to surprise her. On the way home to take the bike, it was all over. That simple. Intuition. Sometimes we honor the voice or the words of the prophets and I'm not saying not to do so because you don't want to delay. You want to honor it because you don't want to delay because you realize somebody didn't become. And if he didn't become, then you're going to delay. So if I can, uh, uh, you guys hear me? If I can't submit to dad or mom because they're just doing it the wrong way and I feel, you know what? I must submit then to my pastors that are prophesying honor that word because maybe he will stop me from delaying the plan that God has for my life. I'll give you an example. God will give you a prophetic word through any minister. And suddenly you take the word in consideration. And when you share with mom, mom stands and says, I don't believe it. Because mom hasn't become. Dad hasn't become. So now they're going to delay what God has spoken over your life. And sometimes we have to become disobedient just to be obedient. Sometimes we have to become disobedient to become obedient. I'm going to give you a story in the Bible that's very important. I'm going to wrap it up with this. Only because of the time, I'm going to go quickly through this. You don't have to put the scriptures down, but I, yeah, you know what? I'd rather you do. Just one verse that I think is key. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. I want to speak about the life of Abraham, the man of faith, the father of faith. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 3, verse 7, that we are sons by a, of Abraham by faith. Right or wrong? That's awesome. Have you studied the life of your father? <laughs> Abraham? I dissected this life. Because when I read Galatians 3, 7, I said, if he's my dad in faith, I need to know what's up with his life. But you know what I learned? You know where I learned? Knowing his mistakes. I learned from his mistakes. Because when you have knowledge of what took place, it won't repeat itself. So I had to go back and dissect the life of my father Abraham. I want you to see this version. I'm going to quote the scripture just how it is originally. 
Now the Lord had, say the Lord had. The Lord had said, this is preached this way. The Lord told Abraham to leave and he left. That's not what it says. It says the Lord had spoke to Abraham. He had told them to do something. And Abraham decided, you know what? To dishonor the word and honor another word. But the word that he wanted to honor, which comes from his father, is critical. You know why it's critical? Because we're going to see Abraham's life in a minute. I'm just going to quote scriptures. We'll just go through the Bible quickly and you guys just follow me. And this is very important. Very important because it says, The Lord had said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. The Lord had said this, but Abraham did not obey what the Lord had said. How we know? Because he's repeating it here again. The Lord had said. You read the rest of the chapter and it says, And Abraham left and he took Lot with him and so forth. And we'll break that down in a second. But I want to go to chapter 11. If you don't mind, we can go on the screen too. I want you guys to see this. This is very important. And I'm going to break down the word a minute. You already, you, all, all, we all know the word become already, right? We understood that, didn't we? Okay, now we're going to understand, understand the word delay. Delay, very key word. Delay. Genesis chapter 11 verse 27 speaks about the life of Abraham. And I'm not going to quote too much history because in reality it's not so important right now. It says, this is verse 27. This is the genealogy of Terah. Say Terah. Now say with me this word. Delay. Terah begot Abraham. They are and Aaron. And Aaron begot Lot. Did you see it? I want you to see something. Terah, which was Abraham's dad, his father. His original name is Terah in the Hebrew, which means delay. Oh, delay? Yes. You don't understand what you're doing. If you don't listen to me, maybe your son will listen to you and you'll delay because you haven't become. I need you to become so you won't delay. Because I called him. I sanctified him. I set him apart before the found, before he was forming his mother's womb to become a prophet. But... You're delaying what I want to do. I'm not going to kill you because God is not after death, right? The Bible says this. I want you to understand something. In Joshua chapter 24 verse 2, it says that Terah was an idolater. He worshiped other gods. And Abraham hears a word from the Lord because he was hidden based on history quickly. Because we have Nimrod in chapter 10. That Nimrod was a hunter of man. And he was seeking to kill the, kid, the young kids under two years old, according to history. And you know what? They hid him in a cave. Based on history, Abraham was 13 years old in a cave when God spoke to him and told him, you must leave. So he tries to convince his dad to flee with him. But God had told Abraham, leave your country, your parents, and go. If you listen to me, you'll save your dad's life. Because your dad, you, there's no way you can convince him. You're going to submit to him, but he's an idolater. Ur of the Chaldees. You know what Ur of the Chaldees, the modern Iraq today. If you know that truth, then you can interpret the life of Abraham. Why it was so easy for him to take his child up and offer him in a sacrifice? Because it was part of the practice. And God told him, wait, I'm just not, I don't want your kid. I'm just trying to prove to you that I'm not like the gods you serve. I'm not based on your custom and your culture. Listen, don't give up your kid. I have one set aside that will die for you. I don't need yours. I have one prepared. Let God ask you to give up your child. See if you're going to do it. 
For Abraham, it was easy. Oh, no problem. But the sacrifice wasn't Isaac. It was Abraham. He was a true sacrifice because in three days he looked at the mountain and said, wow, I got to give up what I love. Well, but it's part of the culture. But I trust that if I give them to you, you gave them to me, so you'll give them back. A man of faith. Follow me. So now it says that Abraham, based on this, he, com- he convinces his dad to take off. Now his dad takes off with Abraham based on, his, on, 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 on the context. But then something happened. His o- o- eldest brother, which is Na- uh, Aaron, dies. So he dies and his, son, his father takes off with Abraham. But he's already, this is important because he's, he's suffering the death of his child, Aaron. So they stop at this land where, according to history, he named it after his son's name in the land of Aaron. And he stayed there till he died. Once Terah died, then Abraham decides, I want you to see, decides to rise up and go to the land that God called him to go. The problem is now he takes Lot with him. You're not hearing me. Now he takes Lot because if you don't become, you delay. And when you delay and, be, and, so, and you decide to walk out, you're walking out of timing, walking out of timing. Now you're dragging somebody with you that's called or reveals in the Hebrew veil. The Bible says in Hebrew that Lot means veil. What's a veil? What covers you from seeing what God has in store for you? Your dad delayed it. Now you decide to take Aaron's son, which is your nephew, because, hey, man, pobrecito. You guys saw Scarface. You guys saw Scarface. And he says, let me take him with me. He's my nephew. Took him with him, and he became a veil. So Abraham gets to the promised land. First of all, he gets to Genesis chapter 12, verse 10. He arrives at the promised land. He looks at the promised land, and supposedly there's a famine in the land. According to history, during Abraham's time, there was no famine in the land. The reason he saw famine in the land was simply because he had a veil. Now you want to leave, and you want to become, but it's so hard. Although it can happen, but it's hard, Abraham, because your dad delayed the plan that I had for you. Now he's taken off. Chapter 12, verse 10, there's famine in the land. Abraham sees famine. He goes to Egypt when God warned him from going to Egypt. He goes to Egypt. He picks up Hagar. Another mistake. This is the mistake from not becoming and the delay along the way. And now he picks up, picks up Hagar, Hagar, and Hagar becomes the mother of Ishmael. Genesis chapter 16. The whole world will be against him and he will be against the whole world. We don't have to detail that. Today we suffer because of Abraham's delay. He's in heaven rejoicing, but we're here, our brothers, our Christian brothers. The spiritual and the earthly descendant of Abraham are suffering in the world because of Ishmael. Oh, you don't want to hear me? Am I too blunt? The Bible teaches it. I'm not saying nothing wrong. I'm just saying what the Bible teaches. So she has Ishmael. You read the story, but in chapter 13, verse 14, when they get to the promised land. Watch this. This is important. When they get to the promised land. They're in the promised land, and now suddenly. God says to Abraham. When Lot departed from him. Lot means? Veil. 
When Lot departed from him, now God tells Abraham, raise up your eyes and see. What happened? I couldn't see. Of course not. If one doesn't become, there's a delay. You were in the promised land first. You didn't see because you had Lot. You ended up going to Egypt. You picked up Hagar. Then you go back to the promised land. I tell you, get rid of Lot. Got rid of Lot. Now you can see, but now you still have Agar. And then now your wife becomes a stumbling block because she says, hey, why you don't lay up with her? Because I'm too old. Did he complain? No, he said, okay. You know, I'm going to do that. that. That's the right thing to do. That's right. You are too old. I don't think she was too old. According to the Bible, there's twice in the Bible, watch this in Genesis chapter 12, that Pharaoh wanted her. He desired to have her. Pharaoh, she was 60 years old. Are you hearing me? At 90 years old. Again, in chapter 20, Pharaoh wanted Sarai. Again. It wasn't that she was too old. It was that it was easy for Abraham to have more than one wife. But the promise wasn't coming through other wives. It was coming through her. Are you guys hearing me? So if you don't become, parents, listen to me. This is important. If you don't become, you can delay. If you become, you won't delay. But you must become. How do you become? Hebrew chapter 11 verse 3. What did we read? By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So the things we see were created by the things that were not seen. So we need the word. If we listen to the word, we can become. And if we can become, we'll stop the delay in the life of our own children. Don't delay no more the life of your children just because you don't want to become. If you don't want to become, God's not going to... Listen, it's unjust for your children to suffer because you don't want to become. The problem is when you see him praising another man and not you... Then you start with all this crying out and trying to hurt your child because you love him more than me. No, dad, you haven't became. So you must become. You're delaying what God has in store for me. They're giving me the word. You're not getting the word. You're not receiving the word. You're not becoming. If you don't become, you're going to delay. I don't want to delay my life no more. There's a future in my loins. Say something, please. There's something inside of me, dad, that I want to give birth to. But I cannot permit him to be delayed because you are delaying me because you don't want to become. Raise your hands if the Lord spoke to you. We're not done, but we're going to shut it off right there. I want to really pray for some people here today. Especially parents that I know that are going through situations similar as what God has spoken to us. We must become. It's unrighteous for my daughter to suffer because I simply decided not to. Is there anybody in the house today that don't know Jesus? I'm not talking about hearing from them because we all heard of Jesus. Murderers hear from Jesus. All type of religion preach Jesus. I'm talking about somebody that hasn't had a personal experience with Jesus. If you're here in the house today, raise your hands. If you never had a personal encounter with the king, 
he wants you to become a person have a personal encounter with him he really does i want you to step up here first please just walk up to the altar and i'm just going to pray for you it's simple it's not hard it's not nothing hard if you never confess christ as lord and savior of your life i want you to walk up here if you have you don't have to come but if you haven't i want you to come how many parents we have in the house today raise your hands i want you to repeat after me and tell the lord lord help me become so i won't delay the life revealed through light in this world remember what jesus said how important it is he found his disciples mending the nets if you don't become the net's still going to stay broken you're going to have a hole and you can minister to whoever you want but if you don't become what god called you to become you're going to delay god's plan his purpose his will on this earth God wants to do something great through each and every one of us. Each and every one of us. Once again, anybody in the house that never confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior, raise your hands. All of us here know Jesus. We all know Jesus. Have you had a personal encounter with Jesus? Raise your hands if you haven't. A personal encounter. When I mean a personal encounter is not just that i hear about jesus because job said from here from my ear i have heard of thee but i want my eyes to see you have you had a personal encounter have you had an encounter with christ where you can see him work on your behalf raise your hands anybody you guys never had a personal encounter with jesus you had a personal encounter personal encounters i want to see the hands had a personal encounter if you had a personal encounter now those that haven't had a personal encounter with jesus and you want to have that personal encounter with them raise your hands okay i want you to stand on your feet those that want a personal encounter now you guys stand on your feet come on stand on your feet you can stand on your feet i saw the hand over here somewhere stand on your feet it's okay people it's all right to stand on your feet Stand on your feet if you want a personal encounter with Jesus. I would have ran up here. I would have ran. I want a personal I want a more in-depth relationship, intimate relationship with my king. Do you want a more intimate relationship with your king? Raise your hands. Now stand on your feet. That's that simple. Now come up here. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for those that want a more, a closer, intimate relationship with the king. Come up here, brother. Just walk up here. Please, come up here. That's all. It's that simple. This is an act of faith. You guys want everything that the Lord has for you in store, right? I want everything He has in store for you. You know, when I, I saw you walking in, there's something special in your life. We need to talk alone. You and I, after the service. What's your name? Christopher. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You know, some of us expose Jesus, but we don't know him. I'm going to say that again. Some of us expose Jesus, but we don't know him. Some of us expose Jesus, but we don't know him. 
He wants you to know Him. Remember, darkness comprehended it not. Exposing Him, the way we expose Him, sometimes is not the correct way of exposing Him. You have to expose. You can't sell what you don't own. You don't own it. Don't try to sell it. He wants you to know that you know deep within that you own it. That's what a personal encounter is. I know that I know. I know that I know that I own it. He dwells in me. If you become, you stop delay. You have to become now, not tomorrow. Let's not see this as a process. Stop the process because of the process, people are suffering. Enough of the process. The Bible says the time of ignorance has passed. It's over. Let's do it today. Lord, I want it today. How bad you want it. If you want to become a football player, hey, you sacrifice everything to become the man God called you to become, you must sacrifice certain things. The way you speak, the people that surround you, I'm not saying to ignore them, but sometimes, you know what? You have to leave even your parents so I can sanctify you, set you apart, then bring you back. If Abraham would have listened to God instead of his dad that didn't become, he would have came back and saved his dad's life and his brother would have never died. Sometimes when you try to save it, you lose it. But when you lose it for him, you find it. We need to find life. Raise your hands. I want to pray for all of you. Anybody here in the front row that never confessed Christ, wave your head. I want to see you. If you never confessed Christ as Lord and Savior, I believe we're all believers in the house. But I want to pray for everyone here. Father, I thank you. I magnify you for your, the life of Christ in each and every one of my brothers and sisters present today. You drew them up here, Lord. You drew them. You drew them. You called them out. You kept calling them out because you want to call them like Abraham called the animals and stir up their nature. There's divine nature in each and every one of my brothers here present, Father. And you're calling out the worshipers. You're calling out the pastors, the teachers, the evangelists, the apostles. You're calling out the gift of helps, Lord. You're calling out the gift of faith, Lord, the gift of prophecy, the gift of knowledge, the gift of discernment of spirits. You're calling it out. You're calling out the businessman, Lord. Those are going to do great exploits is being called out today in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, for the life of each and every one, Lord, here present today. I thank you and I trust and believe, Father, that something is being stirred up as we speak into their lives today. I thank you for the shower of blessings upon the women that are present today. I pray for every woman in this place, led by your spirit, that have suffered, Lord. Hallelujah. And I pray also for the men that have caused the suffering. I pray, Father, that they become and stop the delay because of suffering. I thank you, Lord. That is your peace that's going to reign in the life of each and every man present today in this house. And great things you're about to develop within themselves. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you for because the work that you have started today in each and every one of us, you will perfect. You will bring it to its completeness. I pray for developed character in the life of each and every man here today, Lord. Develop character develop character that you endued them with power the power of your spoken word lord and our lives in jesus name thank you lord 
Thank you, Father. Listen, you have sound mind. You have the power to say no to those evil thoughts. Listen, you must listen to this straight from the Holy Spirit. The word devil is the word dia and bolos. Dia means to penetrate the membrane. Bolos means to throw. Don't permit him to penetrate your membrane, throwing darts continually to your mind. You can say no. I refuse to think like that about my dad. I refuse to think like that about my children. I refuse. I refuse to think that this is what God called me to do in life. This is not over. This is the beginning of greatness in Jesus' name. There's men and women here that need to make a decision and establish themselves. You're jumping to and fro. God wants you established. Listen, you only establish yourself where you're being fed. The serpent came out of the garden because Adam did not till the ground. If he tills the ground, the earth, the trees will produce and the serpent won't come out. That's why we have a devil coming into the garden because a man didn't complete what God called him to complete. Don't sit under nothing that's misleading. If I don't grow every day, I'm not in the right place. God's speaking to somebody here. You're not growing. Let's get it right. We do a lot for the Lord, but we're not growing. God wants us to grow. To grow. We think just putting, laying hands on people, praying in tongues, and doing everything else we do, that's part of growth. Have you read Hebrew, Hebrew chapter 6? It says it's time to move on forward and leave all this part of the doctrine of Christ. We need to grow and become like Christ on the earth. And walk and let your shadow heal, heal people. That your presence, once you walk in, people say he's in the house. That's what he wants and expects from each and every one of us. Father, thank you once again for the life of each and every one of my brothers here present. Hallelujah. What you have begun in them, you will perfect. I thank you for the lives of the wives that have submitted in the midst of turmoil, affliction, anxiety, Lord, caused by misleadings of a man that did not want to become. But today, they've made a decision to become and stop the delay. I thank you, Father. No terror in their lives. No more terror in their lives, Lord. No, 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 no more terror. No more Egypt. No more Hagar. No more Lot. The veil has been removed that was broken in your flesh. And now I can see the promised land. Thank you, Lord, for feeding me. Tell the Lord, thank you for feeding me. And I will become the man and woman you have called me to be. And my children's future will never be delayed. I thank you. I bless you. I magnify you, Father, in Jesus' precious name.